together on the auspicious appearance day of Bhagavan Narasimham, and um, I'm just going to say a few things about him that uh, come to mind. I've got a couple of verses that I've wanted to cite, so um, I'll refer to them. Um, and um, see where it goes. <laughs> I'd like to uh, start the discussion of, in glorification of uh, Nishinga Bhagavan uh, with the glorification of his devotees. And of course, um, that must include the most prominent of his devotees, Prahlad. But prior to that, uh, given um, our tradition and uh, access to the Leela, if you will, of uh, Nishingadev through the Grantaraj Srimad Bhagavatam, I would like to also um, offer some praise and try to say a few words about and in glorification of uh, the most revered Sridhar Swami, whose commentary on the Bhagavatam was so much appreciated by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who Sridharaswami was also a devotee of Narsingadev. We talked a little bit about him some days back, um, but um, um, and some of what we said in it may be a little overlapping, but no harm, right? Um, again, Sridharaswami's commentary on the Bhagavatam was very much um, revered by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. brought out in the context of the Leela narrative in Chaitanya Charitamrita, in the Anti-Leela of um, Krishnas Kaviraj Goswami's uh, text, uh, we find the contemporary of Mahaprabhu, Shibala Bacharja, in the midst of the devotees of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in Jagannath Puri, where he's depicted as standing out somewhat like a like a duck among swans, hmm? a little awkward, a little out of step, if you will. Um, Balabhajaraja ki jai. Uh, we don't mean in any way to offend him. He's an extraordinary Vaishnava and contemporary of Mahaprabhu, whom um, Mahaprabhu, um, as explained in Bhakti Ratnakar, blessed to continue his own sampradaya, even though he took exception um, in the narrative um, referring to from Chaitanya Charitamrita to um, some of the things that Balabhacharya said. This is through the lens of Krishnadas Kaviraj, of course. Um, uh, and in particular in relation to the Bhagavatam and Sridhar Swami. But um, they're again depicted somewhat as, a, as an ugly duckling among swans if you will, or let's just say a duckling among swans, <laughs> and not as not as graceful. He um, was very, however, very much attached to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Balabhacharya, and had met him previously, in fact, in uh, in Prayag, where Rup and uh, Sri Rup and Anupam um, had the darshan of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu after they had left government service. Sanatana was still imprisoned at the time. He was seated with Balaba, the great Mahaprabhu, and 
the the two brothers, Rupa and Anupam, um, approached, and from a distance they um, prostrated themselves in Dandavat Pranam. And Balaba was impressed um, by their humility. He was speaking with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, not although he had great love for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, great affection, not quite a student, just like some of my godbrothers may say, well, I'm his godbrother, <laughs> something like that, and try to distinguish themselves, as, as they have the right to do, from um, um, my, uh, say, initiated disciples, let's say. So um, he held himself a little bit, just to give a reference, uh, yeah, but get an idea, somewhat like that it would appear. And um, <clears throat> Rup and Anupam, of course, had a different relationship with Mahaprabhu when they prostrated themselves, as to say, at a distance upon seeing Mahaprabhu. And um, they had come there, of course, with great with great difficulty. Mahaprabhu was now leaving Vrindavan. Hmm. Arguably, he he. Had, had, he went to Vrindavan. He tried to go a couple of times, and finally he was able to go. It's a long and beautiful uh, history. Um, he wanted to go from the very start of his taking sannyas, but he was put off by the from doing so by the affection of his devotees and then by the the, the determination of the great and wise uh, mother who knows best, Sachidevi, Sachimattaki Jai, who advised well. You want to go to holy places, sannyasi, go to Puri instead of Vrindavan. That is also a holy place, place of Jagannatha. And it's right, it's like another room in the same house of Navadweep. So there's a lot of commerce and trade and pilgrimage, pilgrims, uh, pilgrimage to Puri from, from Nadi and so forth. So the devotees, she reasoned and well, so that uh, of, of Nadia would hear about him and herself as well on a regular basis. And even visit with him, for example, during the during the um, Rathyatra, which could turn into a four-month affair during the Chaturmasya and the rainy season, difficult to travel, and so forth. Um, but he tried to go, nonetheless, after that, after taking up a residence in, uh, in Jagannath Puri, tried to go to Rundabhan, I believe, twice uh, through Bengal, but he was checked uh, once by the advice of Sanatana and and on other occasions. Well, finally, he, he made it to Vrindavan, but he left Vrindavan. There's an argument to be made. Um, after having wanted to go there, tried to go there, unsuccessfully going there, and, of course, his experience of Vrindavan is beautifully described in, in Chaitanya Charitamrita. Why would he leave? Um, and uh, There's an argument to be made that that he, he left to meet Rupa, who was on his way with such devotion that he couldn't bear the, t- the time it would take have taken him further to get there. So he left and met him at Prayag. Hmm? Rupa's coming to meet him and feeling his his, his uh, eagerness and so forth. Mahaprabhu left Vrindavan. Hmm? And uh, so the meeting of Rupa, and he was with his uh, brothers and uh, um, Anupam, and they paid, as they say, they're done the Pranam at some distance upon seeing Mahaprabhu, giving great, extraordinary, overwhelming uh, humility. 
And Balaba was impressed uh, by their humility, and um, he went to perhaps help them up and, and said something in praise. When Mahaprabhu stopped him and said, "Don't touch them; they are outcasts," mm-hmm. because they had worked uh, and been employed by the Nawab Hussein Shah in the Muslim government. The Hindu community um, considered them untouchable as from the Hindu social religious perspective were the Muslims hmm? and um, so they were somewhat ostracized from orthodox uh, Hinduism and of course as we know they were so much uh, uh, fervently embraced by Mahaprabhu and given such an extraordinary position in his mission for in, both internal and external reasons. Internal reasons because they embodied the highest reach of what um, a sadhaka could attain in um, relation to that which Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to attain himself. He came to attain and taste Radha Bhav. Hmm? To step really into the Bhava of Radha, which Chaitanya Charitamrita, as you know, ends with Kaviraj saying, here now, the last verse of Shikshastakam, this was spoken by, by Radha herself. So the mission is accomplished. Hmm? We cannot become Radha, hmm? but of course there's a way, Gaudiya Vaishnavism, that you would come close to that as possible. And Rupa Sanatana, they embodied that ideal, a certain type of Madhuras, Tadbhav Echamayi, hmm? uh, to become the handmaidens of, of Radha. So internally um, and externally, of course, they led lives as sadhikas, which many of Mahaprabhu's associates didn't necessarily do. Not Srinivas Acharya describes them very beautifully in his Goswami Astakam, where he says, not, uh, what is it? Krishnut, um, uh, uh, no, he says, Sankhya We are talking about Nam. They were like Eshwars. So they, 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 they counted the name um, a prescribed number, as Mahaprabhu taught. Right? A prescribed number every day, and they paid obeisances to the Vaishnavas. And, and in this verse of Srinivas, is the description of the basic, um, in a broad sense, uh, decorum of the, uh, uh, in terms of the sadhaka day, of the practitioner's body of the devotees of Mahaprabhu. So they embodied that. Um, indeed, when Rupa says in Chaitanya, in, in, in his Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, uh, what is that verse uh, about Rag Bhakti? Siddharupena, Rupena Siddharupena Chatrahi. One should serve in a Sadaka Deha and a Siddha Deha. So when the controversy arose as to what it meant to serve the Brajbasis, whose ideal one followed hmm, uh, in one's Sadaka Deha, it was thought there was a controversy that arose because some thought this means we should act like gopis or gopas in the Sadaka, the practitioner's body. Hmm. But um, for the most part, the controversy was resolved as to the orthodox understanding of, of uh, Rupa Goswami's teaching, 
um, settled by Vishwanath Shakuti Thakur, who pointed out in the, what it means is that in the sadaka deha we should follow the gopis as they appear in their sadaka dehas, like Rupan, Sanatan, Chijibu Goswami, Gopal Bhatta, Raghunath Bhatta, Raghunath Das Goswami. So these six, they're singled out. Their character, their persona, they, the way they carry themselves as sadakas was very strict and a very um, uh, excellent example. How we shall follow in our, them, follow the Brajabhasis in our sadaka dehas. Goddess of Gopals, there's gives a similar example. We've talked about them in Sakiras. Um, and of course, then internally, as you use your sadaka day appropriately, which is a work in progress, then proportionately, then this siddha rupa, internal meditative body will arise. Then you can serve like a gopi or like a gopa and wrestle with Krishna or. Uh, uh, engage in other such activities that are that are um, relative to that realm, to that leela, Krishna leela. Now we're in an extension of the gore leela, so we should conduct ourselves in dasyabhav to gore, like his associates, Rup, Sanatana, and so forth. So they set a very extraordinary example. So very um, much they were embraced by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, despite their being otherwise ostracized from the Hindu community. Hmm? And you can see how it's an example of how Mahaprabhu was an essential uh, spiritual teacher and as were they. Indeed the Rupa Goswami was I guess the more or less the architect or genius behind the Radha Govinda temple which is uh, the yoga pith, placed in the yoga pith of of, uh, of, of Vrindavan and the architecture is a blend of the Mughal and Hindu architectural sensibilities of the time hmm? which was a, a, like a temple of understanding if you will hmm? to, get it to, to bring together, together the different uh, uh, prominent communities of the time hmm? and um, uh, so harmonizer right at any rate, very much embraced by Mahaprabhu, and he checked Balava, don't touch them. The orthodox Balava, from a Hindu point of view, Vaishnava also, he checked him, don't touch them, they're contaminated. And Balava replied, how can they be contaminated? They're constantly, their lips are constantly vibrating the holy name. Mahaprabhu was very pleased with him. too. Uh, and Verses from Bhagavatam must have flown from the lotus mouth of Balava at the time. What is it? For example, Yannamadeha Shabananu Kirtanad, these kind of verses from Bhagavatam about the efficacy of Nam. Uh, if, he, if he dances on the tip of the tongue, then uh, one uh, immediately becomes qualified to perform any Hindu sacrifice or religious practice that would otherwise be the um, uh, um, the jurisdiction only of the, of the of the Brahmins within Hinduism hmm? so the implication being that bhakti has the power to destroy or resolve even the parabda karma and and in making this point in the Bhagavatam, 
The Bhagavatam does that in the context of glorifying the Anga of Bhakti, um, so central to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's practice, the method to his madness, Nam Kirtan. Hmm? Kirtan hmm? So we can, such verses you can imagine flowed naturally from the from the from the mouth of Balabha, who's thought to be in the Balabha Sampradaya, an incarnation of Krishna's mouth. <laughs> That's what he's thought to be. Uh, so, at any rate, later on in Puri, then get back to our story at hand, in the Antilila, he is in the midst of Mahaprabhu's devotees, but he's just not quite fitting in. So there's there's an emotional, uh, trans-psychological bhava reason for that. Hmm? A bhava and a, and, and a tattva reason. So... He was a member of the of the of the um, um, Rudra Sampradaya, hmm? coming from the famous Vishnu Swami and so forth, which uh, would appear was in some state of disrepair at at the time, as Krishna says in in Gita. What does he say? Fourth chapter. No, no. Disrepair, he says. Evam parampara praptam imam rajasya yobidu sahakalena mahata yoga nashta parantapa. Sometimes the, my teaching is nashta hmm, and overshadowed by time. Hmm. If you will, by, by the influence of time, the, the teaching may be weakened in the world. And then what I do is I. I make arrangements for it to be revitalized. I take advantage, I, I arrange, I am time. I arrange that so that I can glorify one of my devotees in a big way who comes like a Bhakti Vinod as a renewer of the tradition. I take pleasure in that. So Balabha, in the in this uh, other Vaishnava Sampradaya of Sudadvaita would be seen in that way, hmm? perhaps. So. And the bhav, of course, within the Balabha Sampradaya, there's a type of gopi bhav different from the gopi bhav we just talked about for, for Gaudiya Sampradaya. And Vatsalya bhav is also very prominent in uh, in the, in the uh, Balabha Sampradaya. So, regarding the way, Rupa says, and they are more or less the same, both in terms of Vaidhi and Raghunuga, referring to Balabha's teaching as Mariada and Pushti. Two terms that correspond with our terms, Vaidhi Bhakti and Rag Bhakti. So most of you know these things, but um, at any rate, <clears throat> I'm just trying to be careful in speaking about a leela in which uh, Balaba is well, like a like a duck among swans, made out made out to be, and he in this instance in, invoked the displeasure of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But given his extraordinary position as a devotee, and, and given his connection to another sampradaya, and the prominent role he would take with the blessing of Mahaprabhu, there is bhava reasons he doesn't he kind of didn't quite fit in, hmm? right? So at some point he, for example, asked Mahaprabhu. He said that he had written a commentary on the holy name. He wanted to share it with Mahaprabhu. So, Mahaprabhu said, I, I know only Shamsundar, Yashodanandan, that's all I know. 
He's, what, he's, what he's saying, Mahaprabhu is saying, all I know about the holy name of Krishna is that, that, that Krishna is non-different from his name and in that form he is he is Yashodanandan. He is Shamsundar. He is that he is not God pretending to be that son of Yashoda. He is. He is a completely overwhelmed by that type of Prem in Braj, four types of Prem in Braj. It holds him in place as a son, uh, as 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 the friend, as the lover, the corresponding bhavas. In other words, Mahaprabhu was saying, uh, Krishna Nam is not different from Krishna. That's all I know. That's my commentary. Krishna Nam is non different from Krishna. He's saying that's all I know, but he's saying a lot. Hmm? The idea that you could theologize about that in Nam Dharma. But that was his, the essence of his Nam Dharma. Krishna is non different from his name. So he didn't entertain the commentary of Balava. Later, Balava came and said, I've written a commentary, and this is the salient point relative to our discussion today. I've written a commentary on the Bhagavatam, hmm? and it's better than Sridhar Swami's. Therefore, I'd like you to listen. So it may be that Mahaprabhu caused him to make to, to express such pride, hmm? to, to say such a thing. And Mahaprabhu said, whoever doesn't accept the Swami, referring to Sridhar, Swami also means husband, hmm? I consider like an unchaste wife. Hmm? So he was, he was rather, uh, rather strong uh, reply. Hmm? He didn't entertain Balaba's excellent commentary on the Srimad Bhagavatam, as it you know, really turns out. Um, but there should be deference to the predecessor, Acharya, um, and not thinking mine is better or thinking if you think mine is better, it's because I have his blessing. Hmm? So the point here being what? That uh, that uh, that this is within the narrative, Leela narrative of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, we know that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu very much regarded the commentary of Sridhar Swami on uh, Srimad Bhagavatam. It was the prominent commentary um, that um, Mahaprabhu embraced. And so accordingly, the Goswamis all followed suit and therefore they repeatedly defer to Sridhar Swami. And Sridhar Swami explains it like this and Sridhar Swami explains it like this throughout their commentaries. Just the opposite of how Balava uh, uh, wrote his commentary, right? With with complete... uh, deference to Sridhar Swami, even while our Gaudiya commentaries are a departure in some places from the commentary of Sridhar Swami, which Jiva Goswami has explained in uh, in Tattva Sandarbha, that I will refer to Sridhar Swami hmm, as much as his statements and commentaries are in concert with the Vaishnav perspective, given that some of his comments are meant as a kind of a bait for the um, uh, Advaitins to bring them in 
to a book that they don't think is that important, some emotional book, the Bhagavatam. Hmm. So it's said, in fact, that when uh, Sridhar Swami wrote his commentary in Benares, there's two different stories, there's probably more than two, but one story is that the Dwaitans, in both stories, the Dwaitans didn't ex- didn't know how to think about this commentary because it 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 clearly accepts the eternality of the form of Bhagavan, his leelas. It it, it fully accepts Sarup Shakti. It does not um, introduce the doctrine of super superimposition of. Uh, of uh, over over Brahman, that's called Maya. That's why we call them Maya bodies. That's where the term comes from. This major, major, major point of the Shankar Sampradaya, that the world, it, there is no, there is no other. There's only Brahman, but the world is a superimposition upon Brahman. I mean, I can't explain it. It 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 doesn't, it doesn't compute for Vaishnavas. You know how it can be. But through they, they, they just doesn't compute. Um, they're trying to say that uh, it was Shankar's famous adage. It's so famous that some people think it's an Upanishadic um, um, statement itself or a sutra of Vyas. What is it uh, Jagan Mitya Brahma Satyam Jagan Mitya? Hmm? The world. He's saying the world doesn't exist. There really is no objective world. It's pure and absolute subjectivity. Hmm? And there's only an appearance of the world that, it, that happens to be a superposition on, on how that happened, you know, who, what that means for Brahman. I mean, they have their explanations of it. But anyway, this is a central, central point. And it's, a, it's, it's really a weak point in the Shankar Sampradaya. Hmm? You kind of poke in there. And go, eh. But this is not at all... Um, brought out in Sridhar Swami's commentary. So you can see he's clearly, his commentary is clearly distinguished from the Maya bodies, um, the Advaitins. Although he was in the Advaitin school, as I mentioned the other day, he was he's listed as one of the, at one point, the leader of the Math, I think, in Jagannath Puri, hmm? um, which is a one of the four Maths, monasteries of Shankar, where Bhakti influences is prominent. Of course, it's a bhakti influence, thought of as bhakti and sattva guna in order to easily attain nirvishesh brahma. But this was not the view of Sridhar Swami. So there are some things in there that that might be attractive to the to the Advaitins, but just to bring them in, kind of a, a preaching strategy, as as, as Jiva Goswami looks at it. Hmm? Anyway, so in Banaras, when this commentary came out was a question whether this is a bona fide Benares is a seat of of uh, uh, Advaita and uh, and Buddhism and so forth. It's not a not a place of bhakti. So anyway it was placed before some say the Vishveshvara, Shiva Shiva deity, others say before Bindumadava. But it's probably the Shiva deity hmm? for his opinion. They had faith that Mahadev would speak. And indeed a verse came out. Hmm? This is a verse I saw you the other day. Partly I couldn't remember it all, so I managed to write it down. Vyasa Veti, Aham Veti, Sukho Veti, Raja Veti, Naviti Va. Shidharohi Sarvam Veti, Shinashinga Prasadataha. 
This is what Shiva said. Hmm? The Shiva deity said, upon examining the commentary, if you will, that Sukhoveti Vyasoveti. Sukadev knows the meaning, Veti, he knows the meaning of Srimad Bhagavatam. Vyasadev knows the meaning of Srimad Bhagavatam. Raju Veti Naviti Va. The Raj Parikshiti, he might have understood it, he might not. <laughs> not sure. Of course, if we go to Briyat Bhagavatam, we can say, he understood it. Sanatana Goswami has shown, oh goodness, he understood it so well that what was explained to him in seven days, hmm, that he paid such good attention to that he didn't even eat or sleep or drink or eat, hmm, completely controlled, wrapped in attention, hearing from Sukadeva Goswami. Seven days it took to recite the Bhagavatam, after which he had maybe seven minutes, I don't know, or seven hours before the curse was upon him to die, but his mother, Uttara, said, what did he say? <laughs> hmm? He said, well, let me tell you quickly, and that is the Briyat Bhagavatamrita, right? And we can say, Raj understood, Srimad Bhagavatam, Raj Parikshit, Ki Jai. Hmm? Such a beautiful retelling, if you will, of the uh, immortal nectar of the Srimad Bhagavatam, its essence, two cantos, Briyat Bhagavatamrita. What is the highest ideal of devotion itself, embodied embodied as as a devotee, and what is, the second candle? What is the what is the dam? What is the abode, the place that corresponds with it? Shigoloka dam kijai. So the verse anyway. She says Shiva says he wasn't sure if Prichit. We just letting him know. That he does. But he says, Sridharo ki sarvam veti. But Sridhar Swami, he knows it all very well. Hmm? And how? Relative to our point, Srinashinga Prashadata, by the grace of Nashingadev. So Sridhar Swami was a devotee of Nashingadev. Nashinga Bhagavan ki jai. Sridhar Swami ki jai. This is Ishtadevata. I had the good fortune of. Uh, in Rajasthan, having the darshan of a, of a deity of Nishingadev, rather large deity, it was said said to be have been worshipped by Jiva Goswami, who is our Tattva Charja. If you want to understand the Bhagavatam as from a Gaudi perspective, Jiva Goswami's work is where to turn your attention. And we're fortunate here at Sargrahi that we have uh, classes on Sandarbhas three nights a week from. Sriman Dulat Chandra ki jai. Satsandarva ki jai. So, so Jiva Goswami, so, what was the point? So, uh, so his, this was his today, but He's it's the David to Shingadev. So by the grace of Nishinga, he knew. So we uh, try to we, we, we say some something nice about uh, Sridhar Swami and to invoke the blessing of his of of his deity, Bhagavan Shingadev, on this uh, auspicious uh, day. Um, um, and of course then. And this is our 
his commentary is our segue into the into a complex text, Srimad Bhagavatam. This is, of course, prior to the Goswami's works, which all uh, were written with deference to Sridhar Swami, including the Sandarvas, as I mentioned, and so forth, right? So, um, well, I was saying, when I had the darshan of Jiva Goswami's deity of Nishingadev, naturally I made a prayer to Nishingadev that, that, that by your grace, Sridhar Swami knows Bhagavatam. Hmm? By your grace, may I know Srimad Bhagavatam, <laughs> following in the footsteps of, uh, of our Goswamis. Hmm? Grantaraj Srimad Bhagavatam Kijai. This is our main book, and for such good reason, as Jiva Goswami has pointed out so nicely in Tattva Sandarbha. <clears throat> a book that, as you know, you can never understand anyway, so that's a good thing. But I've told that story too many times. <laughs> but uh, but from, anyway, so we defer here to the great devotee of Nishingadev, um, Shripada Swami, and, um, and, and through him we make our entrance this day to Srimad Bhagavatam relative to the day and the discussion. Of course, there are ten chapters in the seventh canto of the Bhagavatam, all uh, dedicated to Bhagavanji uh, uh, Nishingadev, and the love personified that corresponds with him, Shiman Prahlad Maharaj. Prahlad Maharaj Kijai. So you have the object of love here, and the and the and the shelter or the vessel, the personification of that love. In this case. Nishringadev and Prahlad, who Prahlad was actually repeatedly, it's pointed out in these ten chapters, dealing with uh, Nishinga's Leela, one of them, probably the most prominent one, he has innumerable Leelas, but it's one of them, uh, a prominent one. Uh, um, repeatedly through that Leela, it's mentioned that Prahlad was a great devotee of Krishna. Govinda, Vasudev Krishna, Govinda, again and again. His, uh, he is an interesting uh, devotee in in relation to the uh, idea of Ragmarg, because typically we think of Ragmarg as referring to the Braj uh, Leelas, not uh, in Baikuntha, not even Dwarka, hmm? somewhat in, in Mathura. But uh, this is the way Rupa Goswami has spoken about it in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. Jiva Goswami and Bhakti Sandarbha is given a more broader spectrum in which he includes uh, Prahlad, for example, as an example of a Rag Bhakta, hmm? with emphasis on the central idea of Rag being this kind of, a, to use Prabhupada's word, a spontaneous attraction. Prahlad's described as like a magnetic particle of a negative charge that's just drawn automatically to the purusha, the positive charge of Bhagwan. Hmm? Um, he's also described in those chapters as like the pole star, his attraction was like to Krishna was like the pole star around which other planets are said to, to, to orbit. So he's just like he had no capacity to move different separately. Hmm? So even though his his bhakti is comparatively 
let's say to the Brajbhagdi, reverential, essentially being totally driven by spontaneity and no calculation hmm, on his part. Um, he's been included in this way by Rupa by Jiva Goswami as a as a rag bhakta. Hmm. Now of course he he his he any devotee of Krishna not of Krishna in Braj per se, hmm, but it's very significant of course that he was a devotee of Krishna and Krishna appeared to him as Bhagavan Nishingadev. So that's why, for example, Gaudiya Vaishnavism, one of the reasons why Gaudiya Vaishnavism, which is so centered on Krishna with its foundational uh, stone, if you will, Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam, Krishna is the fountainhead of all forms of divinity. Even Narayan is this partial incarnation. It's a revolutionary idea put forward by the Gaudiyas that... Uh, they labored to um, establish and thereby establish themselves as a community, as a as a as a paribar, as a as a as a, as a and and successfully with reasoning, commentary, reasoning from scripture, commentary, and so on and so forth. Um, this statement, Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam, one pada, one line of one verse of the Bhagavatam, Jiva Goswami is is says is like the password to unlocking the tattva of what the, what the Bhagavatam is really all about, understanding its complex uh, philosophy and theology. And and then he and he then he kind of expands upon kind of does expands upon that password in Krishna Sandarbha, for example, to show how that's the case. So a very important point uh, to us. Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam. So we're focused on Krishna, right? Krishna of Braj. But in our sampradaya, there is no other avatar of Krishna who is more prominent in Chaitanya Vaishnavism than Bhagavan Narsingadev. And there's nothing, it's not even close. As I said, this is just one example. The Bhagavatam gives 10 chapters. To the Leela of the Shringadev. It doesn't give ten chapters to Ramchandra. Hmm? It doesn't give ten to Vamana or, uh, or Kurma, Matsya. Hmm? Right? Ten chapters, that's long. Hmm? This is just one example. Hmm? Um, we'll go on, we'll, we'll hear many other ways in which he's. He's, uh, he's prominent, but uh, with regard to the Bhagavatam and the ten chapters, of course, uh, which are which is extensive, uh, this is also said to have been a leela that Garadhar Pandit, the Garadhar Pandit Jai, the speaker of Bhagavatam, who, who taught Mahaprabhu the Bhagavatam, whose class, who was, if Pandit you gave a class, then everyone would come and hear from him and repeatedly he would lecture on this uh, hmm? so much he could draw from this hmm? um, who shouldn't, shouldn't shy away from think oh Nishinga, he's some you know he's a Vaikuntha deity and uh, we're not we're interested in the Ragmark if we look carefully at Gaudiya Vaishnavism he's a very prominent uh, deity hmm? and as I say he arose 
out of nowhere, really, from the depths within the form of Bhagavan, this emotional reality we call Narasimha, a wave in the, in the great ocean of Bhakti Rasa, that he is the embodiment of. When the time and circumstance arose, Krishna, Swami Bhagavan, manifested as Nishinga, you know, obviously in relation to Prahlad, his devotee, his necessities, and, and, and so on and so forth. This is a Leela that said that he had never been seen before. I mean, how you think about it. Lakshmi had never seen this face of Bhagavan before, the faces of which are how many in number? Asankhya, the Bhagavad says. They're uncountable, the faces of, face, many faces of Bhagavan. Hmm? So Lakshmi herself had never seen him in this form. It means there are eternal moments that haven't happened yet. (laughs) (laughs) They're happening. They're inside Bhagavad. You are one of them. Hmm? You are one of them. Hmm? That's right. As you you progress and and so forth, then it will come out. And and, and from where will your form for Krishna Leela come from, from, from within the depths of Bhagawan, it will manifest. The forms that the devotees possess, constituted of Sarup Shakti, they all they're emanating from him. Hmm? They're ways from the from the Bade perspective, Abade perspective, I should say, that he expresses himself and tastes Rasa, which is all he does. Rasa Raj, that's all he does. And, and through more senses. Hmm? Slightly different cowherd, a slightly different gopi. Hmm? Who has a slightly different taste and so forth. So this is so. There are moments, eternal moments, leelas. Prem is said to be full and ever expanding. Bhakti is not only being, but it's a transcendental, eternal becoming. This is a very interesting point because Vedanta is typically about being and not about becoming, because everybody's trying to become. The point is what they are. You already are. You're trying to become happy. You already are an atom of ananda. You're trying to become secure. But you already are eternal. You can't be burned or withered by the wind, drowned by the water, and so and so forth. Such it and shit, and you try to you try to know, hmm? and you're a unit of knowing, right? Unlike matter, unit of loving potential, unlike matter. So we're trying to be the things that we are, and we're trying to be them in relation to, to matter. So we're, we're trying to become, I should say, we're trying to become what we already are because we don't know what we are. So we try to become to to be to 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 become full of joy, ananda, by acquiring things. Hmm. And it doesn't work out <laughs> exactly. So the, the basic teaching of Vedanta is stop trying to become be. Hmm. But we do that. We're not trying to become. We're tr- we, we we be. <laughs> but there's another kind of becoming now, because we're we we are of a nature, as I often say, that lends itself to nurture. That's the meaning of tatasta, tatasta. Hmm. It can live on one side or another side, tata, like the line that demarks the the, the water and the 
and the beach. You can't quite put your finger on it, hmm? but it exists. In relation to Maya Shakti, we'll develop, we'll be nurtured in a certain way. A personality will come, a biological, psychological personality. If we are nurtured by Bhakti, which is essential manifestation of the Swarup Shakti, then a spiritual personality will, will, will result from this. So we have a nature that lends itself to nurture. If we are nurtured by Bhakti, then we can have a transcendental becoming. Hmm? And the nature of that becoming in Prem is that, as I said, well, Prem is full, but always expanding. Hmm? Newer and newer Leelas. The Sarup Shakti is always manifesting newer and newer Leelas for the pleasure of Bhagavan. Hmm? And you will be in one of them. Hmm? Gopukumar entered into a new Leela, and he was, it was the page in the book that he wrote his name on. Hmm. And this happened to me. And there I appeared. And I heard the Malaraga of Krishna playing his flute. Hmm. Raga that causes the rain to fall. But instead of rain falling, tears were pouring from everyone's eyes. When the elderly gopis' milk was pouring from their breasts, and the trees' sap and honey was pouring out, then I saw him with his friends and with Ram. Hmm? And he embraced me and he passed out and nobody knew. Who oh, what's this? What this is a new Leela. What's happening? This is Briat Bhagavatamrita, right? Hmm? <laughs> then then Krishna said, No, you have me or my friend. Put him in the in the company of Sridham, stick with him. Go to home to his house tonight. Hmm? First we'll go to my house, then we'll have something to eat, and we'll send you home. Hmm? There it is. Uh, Sri Ram's, there's room in Sri Ram's house <laughs> for more than himself and Rata, is the point, right? So you have to have a, a non linear perspective. Right? So, um, where were we? So, um, so back to Prahlad and the Shringadev. So, the Shringadev made his appearance new, never seen before, a new moment. But he was devo- he was a devotee of Krishna, so Nishingadev is a special form of Krishna, hmm? and he plays a very significant role, as I say, in Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Hmm? So let's go there, hmm? right through the Bhagavatam. If we go to Prahlad, one of the course most significant um, statements of Prahlad, of which there are many. Is his enunciation of the ninefold uh, bhakti, Navalakshan bhakti. Hmm? And it's a good place to perhaps to go. Um, Prahlad was, as you know, a, a Kumar, just a child, and um, he was he was unbeknownst to anyone. He was schooled in bhakti by Narada when he was in the womb. Hmm? Narada spoke Bhagavatam to his mother, who didn't quite understand it entirely, but he did it with a view to give his blessing to the to the child in the womb, which was the son of Hiranyakasipu. Hmm? And so Prahlad learned what he learned about Bhakti from Narada in the womb. It's a powerful Nara is a powerful preacher, huh? <laughs> mm-hmm. 
So um, when he was then later asked by his father what was the best thing he learned, he did not refer to what he had learned from his teachers that had been appointed by his father who were teaching him the ways of the world, which in a, which in a word or two is friends and enemies. Friends and enemies. The Prahlad is very much this, this full, uh, fully personified equanimity, balance, samadarshina, and equal vision, and, and of course more. Um, um, but um, he, so, so when he was asked, what is the best thing he learned? Well, his father expected him to speak on politics and uh, diplomacy and, and uh, ways to make your way through the world, the landmine of material existence, the landmine minefield of material existence without tripping and blowing yourself up and uh, that's what it's like, right? So you got to be, you got to be a little diplomatic. You got to be, yeah, oh, you, you have to be a little crooked to move in this world. If you're too straight, simple, this is no place for you. Hmm? There's no, there's no place for you. There's a place for you in bhakti, though. Hmm? And Prahlad exemplifies that, right? So very simply, he said, "Well, the best thing I learned is, Shravanam kirtanam Vishnu smaranam parasevanam." Archanam bandhanam dasam sakyam atmanivedanam itipum sarpito vishnu bhaktis chenna balakshina kriti bhagavati adha tanmanye ditam uttamam. And this, of course, surprised his father, who wasn't very pleased, but um, it's a major installment, if you will, um, with uh, with regard to the kind of what, what Rupa Goswami terms uttam bhakti. Tanmanye aditam utam, Prahlad said. This manye, in my opinion, this is utam bhakti. This is basically what he's saying. In my opinion, this is utam bhakti. What is it? Ninefold. There are many, of course, there are many angas of bhakti. Um, many of them have sub-angas as well, limbs. There are ones that pertain to speech. One is thought um, and physical action, such that your whole biological, psychological complex can be engaged in in, in bhakti, practically. Hmm? But he mentions these nine core uh, expressions of bhakti. Of course, it means shavanam, kirtanam, you know it. Hearing, chanting, remembering, and so forth, right? Um, and he says about them, iti pumsa arpito vishnu. He says, uh, he says, Pumsam, these nine forms of bhakti, hearing, chanting, remembering, therefore Pumsam, it, he, the implication of this word here is they are for anybody and everybody. Again, this kind of equanimity. Hmm? And we find this in in Brahmaharidas, who's also in Gorlila, sometimes compared to Prahlad, this kind of equal vision, who even, even praised his detractors and those who punished him um, and so forth, as Prahlad did hmm, with regard to his father, ultimately asking the Shringadev to give him bhakti when the Shringadev insisted, ask for something. I'm God. I'm appeared. You should ask me for something. Everybody asks me for something, right? And all the devas are there. Yes, we do. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> hmm? <laughs> 
He's showing them, see, this boy doesn't want anything. What is this? That's why he can sit on, come on, sit on my lap. <laughs> and the fearsome, the shringa began to purr like a, like a kitten, right? Next to Prahlad. Hmm? He had no amikitu china. He had no material desire. Hmm? Nothing to be fulfilled. If anything, give bhakti to my father, who is such a demon. Right? So, he says, Iti pumsa arpito Vishnu. This is meant for anybody and everybody. So it's a, it's this is a very core um, point of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Hearing, chanting, and so forth. This Navalakshan bhakti is not under karma. Not under varnashram. Hmm? It's not like only certain people can do it at certain times. Anybody can do it at any time. Hmm? In Varnashram, the Dharma, not everybody can do everything, and not, every, and not at any, at any you, know, you can only do it at certain times, and sometimes you have to do it, sometimes you can't do it, and whatever the, the Dharma of the moment is. It's a different path. Hmm? So in, in, in enunciating this Navalakshan Bhakti, he distinguishes it twice in his, in these are two verses, in the second verse, from, from Varnashram. Hmm? Hmm? First by saying, it's for everybody. Hmm? So we're, it's a, the level leveling the, the playing field. We're speaking to the equality of everyone that lies beneath the superficial differences that we have mm, resulting from our psychology, biology, our karma. Mm? We're speaking to a potential through hearing and chanting of an identity mm, that uh, is different from the material identity, naham vipranacha, narapati, napi vaisho nasudro, naham vani nacha grihapati novanasto yadiva, kintu prodan nikila paramananda, punam ritabder, gopi bhartu parakamalayo dasta sanudas, as Mahaprabhu said. This We say this before going on the altar. I'm not a Brahmin, I'm not a Chatri, I'm not a sannyasi, I'm a Vaishya, a Sudra, I'm none of these things. I'm stepping out of that identity. Hmm? Or I'm not a malecha, <laughs> yavana. I'm not an outcast. I'm not any of those things. Hmm? What I am, Gopi Bhatu I'm a servant of the servant of the servant of Krishna, who is the maintainer of the Gopi people, hmm? a braj. That's who I am. So another identity. Hmm? There, the varnashram is only superficially maintained, right? Yeah. They're all one in love with Krishna from different vantage points, Vatsalya vantage point, Dasya, Sakya, Madhurya. Even they, are, even they conflict with one another for the same purpose. They're not all, they, they, they're not all compatible in one place, but they're as a composite. Vatsalya is not compatible with Madhurya. But because Vatsalya, because, because of its incompatibility with Madhurya, then in the context of the composite of the Brajlila, you can have Parakya, hmm? for example. Hmm? So it all works together. It's very beautiful. So anyway, he says, it's for everybody. Anybody and everybody. Hmm? And this is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu distributing everywhere, hmm? taking on Rupsanatan, outcasts. Haridas became his Nama Charja, hmm? Charja of the teacher of the name by its uh, the exemplar of his method of chanting. Hmm? Um, so he was crossing over these 
uh, artificial, so to speak, or Vedic, but nonetheless material boundaries. He's opening the cage, as I said, the morality. Sometimes morality is kind of like a caged life. Having come from animality, you're still a while, put him in a cage, follow these rules, don't do this, don't do that. Mahaprabhu opened the gate and just give Harinam. Hmm? So, this is the first point, he says. Uh, it's for everybody, it's for everybody, and it's for one person. Iti pum sarpito Vishnu. Not hearing and chanting for Shiva. It's not hearing, well, we have, Shiva's a form of Vishnu, we should qualify that a little bit, but it's not hearing and chanting for Brahma and, and, and Durga and this God and then many, and the many, many, many gods of Arnashram. Arnashram, you have to worship many gods. The god of blinking, the god of passing urine, the god of passing stool, the god of sleeping in which direction, the god of the directions. The god, yeah, and there are ten of them. North, south, east, west, northwest, north, south, southeast, southwest, up, down. Hmm? It's like, it's very beautiful. It's full of gratitude, worship everywhere, uh, and so forth. But but it's, it's, it's not a fully worship. It's kind of a bargaining. Hmm? I worship you. I do. I scratch your back. You scratch my back. How's it? So, <laughs> Krishna, of course, not like that. He's swarat, independent. He doesn't have to come if he doesn't want to. But if you have prem, if bhakti's gone to you, then he has to go there. That's for sure. Hmm? So, we want to invite the devotees into our life when talking about Bhagavan. So, Something about Shiva, something about Plot. So go on. He goes for it. So now the days you can find Kirtan for Shiva, Kirtan for Ganesh, and so forth. And they're thinking, or Krishna, sure. What do we call that? What do we call that kind of Kirtan? Sivamrita, do you have any idea? There are different types of chanting. There's pure chanting. Is there any other type of chanting? There is. Yes. What? What kind of chanting is that? When we chanting, you can chant the name of Shiva. You can't do kirtan for Shiva, kirtan for Kali, kirtan for Dur, kirtan for Krishna. It's all the same. No. Hmm? No. This is Namaparad. What is one of the aparads of, na- of Namsi? You don't know. That's why you don't make progress with your chanting. If, if we consider the names of the gods to be equal to the name of Vishnu, gods and goddesses, hmm? chanting their names, or Krishna name, fine, Vishnu name. He's one of the gods. This is Namaparad. Hmm? So, hmm. We should do kirtan for Vishnu, he says. We should do meditation on bhakti for Vishnu. These, he's giving angas of bhakti. These are not the angas of, 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 of astanga yoga or the angas of, of, of gyan like mumukshatva, longing for mukti. That's not an anga of a bhakti. Hmm? Yama, niyama. So, no, we have our own angas. And these are nine core angas. And they are for Vishnu, done for Vishnu, by everybody, hmm? for Vishnu. Hmm? He can accept worship from everybody. Jajatamam papadyante, 
Tams that I will be jammy. Mamabat Manuatante Munushaparta Sarvasat. So itipum sarpito Vishnu Bhaktis Chen Navalakshana. Navalakshana means nine, these nine types. Kriti Bhagavati Adha Tanman Yeditam Aditam Uttama. Adha means, and this should be done like this. Not that I do hearing a chanting and offer it to Krishna, but I offer myself to Krishna. And in the context of that, I do hearing and chanting. In Karma Marg, a Varnashram, we do a thing and then we offer the results. If you do it in the highest sense, to Bhagwan. You do the work and then the result you offer to Bhagwan. This is different. Bhakti is different. So now you do and offer the result. You offer yourself to Bhagawan. And let Kirtan do you. That's what happened. <laughs> That's the idea. This is, this is a very, very significant difference in in perspective. So you give yourself entirely, and and these are the expressions of giving yourself, hearing and chanting about Him, hmm? for example. So He says, "This is Uttam Bhakti." Hmm? So this is this is very. Um, uh, core angas of bhakti with the Bhagavatam, nine of them, and they correspond with what? We have to go to Gorlila, right? Where Nishingadeva is prominent. So, what do the nine angas of bhakti enunciated by Prahlad correspond with in, in, in Gaudiya Vaishnavism? Arti Rasa? Some islands? Yes. Mm-hmm. Navadweep. Navadweep, Dweep means island, and there's nine of them, nine uh, like petals on a lotus of of the transcendental abode of Sriman Mahaprabhu. She Nadia Dham ki jai, Sweta Dweep ki jai, right? So these islands of Navadweep they correspond with these nine forms, principal forms of Bhakti. So now we've gone. From the Bhagavatam to really deep inside, because as we know, as deep or as high as you can go in the Bhagavatam is to say as deep as deep. Where is the deepest point of the Bhagavatam? Hmm? Rasalila. Yes, and where in the Rasalila? When Krishna says. Your love exceeds my capacity to reciprocate in kind. I bow down to your love, to the gopi's love, to Radha's love. I bow down to that. I am subordinate to it. Hmm? This is now the this is the birth of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, hmm? because he's Krishna is a Rasika. He's the king of his Rasaraj, but now he's realized she experiences more Rasa than I do. And he's a thief too, so I have to catch that. I have to get that. <laughs> so he makes a vow at that point to become a sadhu, to worship their sadhuness. He said, "The only way I can repay you is is to become a servant of you. You are sadhus, mm-hmm. selfless in, in extremes. So I become a sadhu once in the day of Brahma. I'll become a sadhu and make devotees for you." Mm-hmm. That is Shriman Mahaprabhu. Sri Chaitanya Dev ki jai. So, uh, appearing in, in Navadweep, which is 
non different from Vrindavan, right? It is the lotus within the lotus. You see the beautiful picture that Prabhupada um, had done for his original Bhagavatam uh, uh, commentary, the first three three volumes, I think they were the first canto, and uh, this picture of this like what's supposed to be the spiritual sky, and then there's these orbs representing the different lokas or ex- experiences of of Bhagawan in different forms, and then in the center is the lotus of Goloka, and there's Radha and Krishna. And if you look at that carefully, you see in the background, this golden form is chanting in Sankirtan. So if you go deep inside of Krishna Lila, you end up in Gaur Lila. And then you go deep into Gaur Lila, you find yourself in Krishna Lila. This is the same Lila. Gaur is not somebody else. He's not some avatar. No other avatar has Prema Madhurya, Lila Madhurya, only Krishna. Right? But Navadweep is like, at the same time, it's such an extraordinary Leela that kind of turns everything on its head. After all, Krishna is moving from the... This is a significant, like, transplant or whatever. Uh, he's a Vishaya Lambana, and now he's going to become the Ashraya Lambana in Radha's position. It's just, wow, that's like a big operation there. Anyway, so. <laughs> That's, and Radha knows that's going to take a whoo, that's a lot. Whoa, I don't know if you're going to handle that. That's why she has to go along with him. That's Radha Pandit, right? Make sure he's doing it right and help him <laughs> along the way, right? So, so point being that Navadweep and Vrindavan are one, but Navadweep is Vrindavan all scattered around. Hmm? It like landed and whoa, where are we? <laughs> so the order of things, where is you know, where is the Radhakund and where is Govardhan and where is uh, Nandagram and and so forth, it, it's out of order. Hmm? Right? Bhaktivinotakar figured that all out, wrote about it beautifully in Navadvidamahatma. No one has done more to reveal the glories of the sacred geography of Navadweep than Thakur Bhaktivinoda. So, Tako Bhakti Vinoda Ki Jai. Bhakti Vinoda Bhari Bhakti Jai, right? And so, uh, we have this Navalakshan Bhakti played out in sacred geography, right? As, a, as the petals of the lotus of, of, of Navadweep. Hmm? And, of course, it's said that after Bhagavan Nishinga slayed Hiranyakasipu, he left the scene and went to Navadweep where he washed his hands in the Ganges and he landed on the pedal known as Godrumdweep. And this island, Godrum, corresponds with which Anga, enunciated by Prahlad? Kirtan. He landed on the Kirtan leaf, (laughs) Kirtan pedal. And he stepped on that pedal, hmm? right? This uh, so there in in Devapoli in the Shingapoli, it said that there's a, there's an ancient temple of Nishingadev there, hmm? and um, and we have to come we'll have to come back to that. Um, it says it's, it's also Nandagram is located there. Hmm? Nandagram is the is of course the place of 
where Krishna lives with his father and mother in Braj, a place where no demons ever come. They're always, you may notice, they don't get in Nandagram. Well, the point being what? In the Krishna Leela, Nishringadev is the deity of Nanda Maharaj and Yashodamai. They're ostensibly Vaiti Bhaktas worshipping Narayan in their home very nicely. Uh, well, with the help of Madhu Mangal, who's a sleepover friend, and the Brahmin. So he's always called Madhu Mangal, offer the arti. Madhu Mano, make, make the offering. You can eat after the offering. Hmm? Right? Hmm. We find a nice Leela um, in um, Chaitanya Bhagavat, a lecture on this one here, um, on this same occasion. But uh, uh, it's worth bringing up again in brief. There, um, in the house of Shiva's Thakur, the Thakur was uh, worshipping. Shiva's Thakur, of course, is, is Narada, is Madhumangal, as we know. So the Krishna expands into different leelas, his associates go with him. So Madhumangal is the farcical Brahman of Braj, and as he appears as Nard in Vaidhi Bhakti, the Mathura and Dwarka and, and everywhere else, right? So when Gorlili comes, uh, the argument is uh, is, is Thakur, right? So Srivastakur is there in Navadvip in his home, and who's he worshipping? Who is his deity? Turns out to be Nishingadev, who Madhu Mangal is living in the house of Krishna, and Nanda Maharaj is, is doing the puja for, right? And he's worshipping him, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to the house in a fit of bhava, and he banged on the door without saying anything. And and Shivas is thinking, "I'm worshipping here. You know what's going on? Who's out there? You know." And then he said, "Who are you worshipping? Who are you worshipping? I am. Who are you? You are worshipping." And suddenly, in his and he was worshipping. I mean, he was really worshipping. <laughs> so he was, in other words, he was deep into his puja, and and it was just like somebody knocking on the door, what, you know, like that. So Mahaprabhu was like yelled at him, "I am who you're worshipping." Hmm? And this fire appeared, as described by Bhagavan. This like fire appeared in the meditation, meditative mind of Shivastakur, blazing and. And, and then he, his meditation broke, and the door broke down, and, <laughs> and there was Mahaprabhu sitting in 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 um, what was that? Virasana, Virasana, the asana, Virasana. It's a, it's a yoga asana. Vira means heroic, so the asana of a hero, right? And like given this blessing like this, see me, you worship, see me, I am who you worship. And Shivas just started praising him, and so and then Mahaprabhu said, "What?" Um, uh, he began to roar, roar like a lion, hmm? and uh, so he was in the bow of of, of Nishingadev, and he said, "Say something, praise me." And, right? <laughs> and so he, uh, I'll tell you what he what he said, yeah. He cited a beautiful verse of Lord Brahma hmm, from the Brahma Vimohan Leela. 
Namudite brava pusei tadidambaraya unjambatasa paripichala sanmukaya banyasraje kovala vetru unfortunately the diacritics didn't come up but anyway it's a famous verse of Brahma who's glorifying the form of Krishna who's standing before him having showed extraordinary opulence just like Srivast was just shown extraordinary opulence by Mahaprabhu. But it's very significant that he offers this verse. Hmm? Because Nishringadeva is saying, say some verse in praise of me. I'm Bhagawan. I'm whom you're worshipping. I'm standing before you. What verse does he cite? He cites a verse in, in Sakya Rasa glorifying Gopal Krishna. Hmm? Right? Well, we already heard. Krishna is, Nishringa is, some, is a form of Krishna. Right? Hmm? So he, he cites Brahma's verse. He says, My dear Lord, you are the only worshipful Supreme Lord, the personality of the Godhead. Therefore, I offer my humble obeisances just to please you. This is the spirit of this verse. I say this just, just for your pleasure. You, O son of the king of the cowherds, your transcendental body is dark blue like the new cloud. Your garment is brilliant like lightning. The beauty of your face is enhanced by your gunja earrings and the peacock feather on your head, wearing garlands of various forest flowers and leaves, and equipped with a herding stick and buffalo horn and flute, you stand beautifully with a morsel of food in your left hand. Hmm? This is he's, he's glorifying the Shringade, right? So he's making the connection. Hmm? He's, he's suddenly his Madhu Mongolness has come out of the Shivas. Hmm? So it's a nice prayer. I've commented on this in, in my writing. Brahma began his prayers by respectfully glorifying the form of Krishna as he now appeared before him, expressing his desire to attain that preem of which this particular form is the object, the Vishayalambana Vibhav of Sakyarati. First, he described Krishna's form in terms of its sham-colored complexion, comparing it to a soothing rain cloud, his body wrapped in golden dress of a coward that resembled lightning. As such, he suggested that Krishna's form, wrapped in and thus illumined by the preem of his eternal associates, was like a rain cloud of love showering down upon his thirsty, earthly sadhakas. However, since there are only, since these, initially in the verse, are also features of Narayan, that means his 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 complexion gold investments. Would not such praise be more appropriately offered to Narayan? So that we read about this this morning a little bit, a little bit related. Brahma has four heads. So with his verse, he speaks one verse, and then with his other three heads, he's trying to figure out what Krishna's, or part of a verse even, with the other three heads is thinking, how is he going to respond to this? And then he continues. He turns on the head, and speaks. He gets the answer with the three heads, and then the third head speaks, and then the other three heads are working. So he's praising and thinking, right, at the same time, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> so he's thinking. In this verse, the first lines, he's glorifying Krishna in terms of his complexion and his vestments, the contrasting uh, sham color, which is the color of romantic love, and the uh, uh, golden vestments, which are, of course, the color of Radha's Mahabhav as well, uh, or in a general sense, 
there the he's 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 decorated with bhava this in this instance of course it's sakibhav hmm? um which brings out his beauty that much more but brahma's thinking but the this complexion is also in orion's color of orion's complexion he's also dressed in in in, in yellow garments so i want to distinguish you in glorifying you you're more than orion so do this um so, however, since these are all features, also features of Narayan, would not such praise be more appropriately offered to Narayan himself? So, thinking this, he, he, he says the second part of the verse. Um, to dispose of this doubt, Brahma then sought to distinguish Krishna from Narayan and assert the superiority of his form by praising Krishna's forest ornaments, his gunja berry earrings, the flowers in his hair, and over his ears placed there, with the preem of his sakas, along with his forest flower garland. Narayan is not so ornamented with intimate fraternal love, and as such lacks the sweetness of Krishna, nor is he crowned with the pe- Krishna's peacock feather that Brahma also praised, a crown representing both head, slash knowledge, the eye of the peacock, and heart, it's the love, the beauty of the peacock feather. The feather's eyes were wise in that they are blinded by love to fault-finding, such as Krishna, known more for mercy than for the justice we see in Narayan. Hmm. Of course, the peacock feather also, it's not relative to this leela because at this point in the Prakat leela, Krishna has not become an adolescent yet, and his, his, so his romantic sentiments are not manifesting, but to, also the peacock represents the the peacocks put their fan, their feathers up like this. To, it's a mating dance, and it's a whole array of eyes looking everywhere for Radha. Where's that one gopi amongst all of them? Mm, this is his peacock can also be thought to um, represent. So, at any rate, Srivastakur s- cited this uh, beautiful verse in praise of Nishringadev, and by doing so, said. Yeah, you're the same Krishna <laughs> appearing in a. You got a mood today, and <laughs> holy, holy cow, he says, <laughs> holy cow. Mm-hmm. And so, um, uh, in this way, these are just a couple instances. We said he, he appears, Nishingadev, uh, in in uh, in 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 Godrum. This is his island. He resides there. Uh, an instance which he showed himself to uh, to one of his devotees. Of course, the famous Chandkazi episode is there, where he shows that no, no, of course I'm attached to the island of Kirtan. My favorite instrument is the Murdunga. because the Chandkazi, when he objected to the Kirtan of Mahaprabhu and his associates, then they all thought they'd pay him a visit. Hmm? Hundred thousand of them by torchlight at night. Doing kirtan, come into the kazi's house, neglecting and fearless of the of the local Muslim law, which is pretty heavy. Muslims have, a, you know, the Shari, what do they call it? Sharira. What Sharia. Is it? Sharia law. <laughs> so they just they just imagine the strength that they felt, the confidence they felt with Nimai Pandit now as their as their leader. He wasn't even a big sannyasi yet, but. He would go with him. Hmm? Who cares what the Kazi says? Hmm? 
This is Gopritve Varanam Tata, the head. Kind of, Mahaprabhu is my protector. We have nothing to fear. And indeed, the Kazi was afraid, right? Hmm? But in the discussion, hmm, uh, Mahaprabhu calmed down his, his associates and, uh, and affectionately addressed the Kazi as uncle, because, after all, he's Kamsa hmm, from Krishna Leela, appearing in Gaur Leela. The uncle of Krishna. <laughs> Last time I killed you. <laughs> no, I didn't really kill you. I just raised my fist and you died of fear. Mm. Yes, I didn't mean to kill you. I just meant to scare you. But So, in this instance, of course, then the Kazi was already afraid and he asked if he could speak confidentially with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And Mahaprabhu said, speak out loud. Hmm? If you want to speak to me in confidence, he was saying, these people are my confidantes who chants the holy name with me. There's nothing I hide from them. Hmm? If, if you think you have nothing to fear from me and you can share something with me, they are my extensions. You can share with them. Hmm? Their private life and their public life are one and the same. Hmm? So the Chandakazi said, all right, uh, last night I had a dream and in the dream a ferocious half man and half lion appeared and, and told me, don't you ever break that murdunga again. That's my favorite instrument. And look, he's, he didn't do so. He took his claws and scratched my over my heart and he opened his chest and all the devotees looked and saw the marks on his chest and they said, Shringadev, Kijai. This is a prominent story. So he's seen as the protector of Mahabharu's method, Kirtan, Sankirtan. He is the the one whose bhakti vigna vinashana. The obstacles to bhakti he removes, right? It's thought that Ganesh, and appropriately so, is the remover of obstacles, but this is on the path of Prabhati Marg of material acquisition. If you want to have a successful business, you put the deity of Ganesh over the store. Hmm? But Ganesh's power, Ganesh means Esha means controller or god of the Gana, of the common people. And the common people want things. So they worship God for things. So Ganesh is important to them. Hmm? And he can remove the obstacles. But his power to remove the obstacles derives from what? Hmm? From the fact that he's a devotee of Krishna in the form of Nishingadev. Hmm? We know that he's a devotee of Nishingadev and we also, there's another way in which Nishingadev has been identified with Govinda because in Brahma Samhita it said, yet Pada Pallava Ganesh is described and on his he has these kind of tentacles on his elephant head, something like that. He's always placing them at the feet of Govindam. Hmm? Who sometimes appears as Nishingadev. <laughs> so, in other words, he gets his power, Ganesh gets his power to remove obstacles from he who can remove obstacles to Bhakti. Now that's a much a bigger bigger thing, more powerful person. Hmm? Bhakti Vinod Thakur, hmm? 
I mean, there are many, many other instances in which Nishingadev appears and plays a role in Gorilla. I'm just mentioning a few. It's very, again, he's the most prominent avatar. There's no comparison. Hmm? Mahaprabhu worshipped him in Jagannath Puri, where he has a he's part of the temple in the southern side of the temple. Inside, he has a throne. He used to chant the prayers that we sing, that Prabhupada taught us to sing, um, to protect us on Sankirtan. Those prayers were introduced in Iskand. They sing them after every every arti. They were initially introduced by Prabhupada to protect the devotees in Hollywood Boulevard, hmm, where we were being attacked by people when we were doing Sankirtan in New York, also. Hmm? So. <laughs> Well, they didn't understand. <laughs> but um, um, so the protector of, uh, of Kirtan. Um, uh, so in many, many ways. But Bhakti, but to bring it, we talked for quite some time. So let me conclude with this. Bhakti Vinod also has offered, of course, in Navajit Baba Taranga, a book where he's a kind, of, kind of confessional text where he reveals his own bhava. He um, also has composed some very half a dozen or more prayers in praise of Nishringadev in Godrum, in pursuit of, well, petitioning him to remove any obstacles in the pursuit of his Rob Mark ideal. Hmm? So he's a very special uh, deity. And um, and as I said, I'd come back to this, he is also Nanda Maharaj's deity in Braj. Hmm? And I will end the talk here with a short verse. That you may not know, hmm? that Rupa Goswami has added in his collection of verses known as Padyavali. Sri Rupa Goswami Prabhupada Ki Jai. Hmm? I'll, 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 I'll read the English to you. You showed up. O oh, rising dark moon, Shamchandra, my child, you've not yet gone to sleep? Krishna, no, not yet. He's lying in his bed. But he hasn't gone to sleep yet. Yashoda, listen, my son. I will tell you a bedtime story you have never heard before that will make you fall asleep. Hmm? He uses the word um, apurvam. I will tell you an unprecedented story that's that's un- unmatched and uh, you, 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 you've never heard anything like it. Hmm? So he, she, with this, she speaks something uh, relative to what we've mentioned earlier with regard to the deity of the day and perked the interest of her young Kumar Krishna, right? Listen, my son, I will tell you a bedtime story you've never heard before. And after that, you you can go to sleep. What story is that that I've never heard before? Hmm? Please tell it. Yasoda then told the story, and when she explained, then Nishringadev burst forth from the pillar, very eager to rip the demon to shreds. The Nandan suddenly smiled. Hmm? <laughs> oh, okay, you did it. You did it. I can go to sleep now. Bhagavan Nishringadev ki jai. Yasoda Nandan ki jai. Shingachaturazi Mahamos of the Titi Kijai, Bhakti Maharaj Kijai, Shidar Swami Kijai, Gauri Vaishnav Guru Paramparaki, Jai, Gaurada Madhava Kijai, Gaurnitinanda Kij
आनंद कोटि वैष्णविंद की जाए